0: It's actually a mixtape. Oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a prick today, Matt. I just want to put that out. Just today. <laughs> right, okay. Everybody ready? Yes. Right, hit it. Okay, hello listeners, and welcome to episode 26 of the Picky Bats, Bats... Picky Bastards podcast, also known as our album of the decade special, um... You have a very hungover host today, so uh, if I fall asleep halfway through, the the others will take over. But as it's our album of the decade podcast, we have welcomed... Well, first of all, I'm here. I'm Fran. (laughs) Nicholas is here. Hello, how are you all? He's wearing a cardigan. I am, I can't answer your question. Um, Matt is in New York. Hi. Hi. (laughs) And (laughs) we welcome back editor of the Picky Bastards website, pickybees.com. Sam Atkins. How are you doing, Sam? Hello. Hello. So, Hi,
2: Sam. Hi, Matt.
1: Hi, Sam. Hi, Matt. Yeah, everyone's been <laughs> like
3: for like ten minutes.
1: So, <laughs> Sam has been on the podcast twice already, so we're not going to do a big introduction to Sam. Um, the first time he was a special guest, the second time he was a slightly less special guest, and today he's just a guest. Yeah. But um, no, he's like a hang right around, goes on again. Sam, what has been your favourite album this year?
2: This year, no surprise, is... Little Sims oh. Grey area I think I've written about it about 15 times yeah. on Big <laughs> I think I've talked about it with all of
1: you multiple times yeah, yeah
3: so um, get with the
1: programme for it's funny because when yeah. you said the other day it's obvious I was like oh yeah long well, it already. no
3: no, oh, no. really
1: no. but yeah but no.
2: I'm not sure about Little Sims and I'm glad that everyone's finally
1: caught really <laughs> I mean Little Sims like, um, is great and Nick also compares every hip hop album that's ever been released to it so <laughs> that that's right Yeah, even not though it's nothing right similar in any way shape or form he's like well it's living in the shadow of Little Sims <laughs> so um, yeah that's it for you but anyway, album of the decade time so what we did, if you've not seen the article on the website was we got each of our writers to pick an album of the decade, there's a lot of them so I'm going to run through them very quickly now we have Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly Alt J's An Awesome Wave Augustine's Rise Ye Sunken Ships Beck's Morning Phase Let Them Eat Chaos by Kate Tempest, Once I Was an Eagle by Laura Marling, Snowmine's Laminate Pet pet Animal, Chiasmos' self-titled album, I Love You Honey Bear by Father John Misty, Twenty To A Million by Bon Iver, Let England Shake by PJ Harvey, The Seer by Swans, The Bunkhouse by Fionn Reagan, and Lemonade by Beyonce. So, somehow... There's too many writers on the blog, aren't there, But We need to get rid of some people, So that's just too long a list. We are going to try and talk about all of those. In a timely fashion, so So. I'm going to be a bit of a... Bastard for the first time Yeah, I I was trying to think of a word that was fitting. I'm going to be a bastard, we're going to have some alarms, we're going to make people time themselves for a few questions, and we're going to get going. So first of all, I would like Sam, in a minute and a half, to tell me what his album of the decade pick was and why. Go.
2: So my album of the decade pick was Laura Marling's Once I Was an Eagle. Um... I think Laura Marling was probably my biggest discovery of the decade um in terms of as a as a listener, I think she's one of the most listened to artists that I've, i have in my library um and I think this album is her definitive record i think uh it it kind of manages to capture everything that I love about her, her the way that she writes. Her songs, the way that have her voice, I think she's probably my, my favorite like voice of the decades in terms of her, um, the the way it sounds across these songs. Um, and I think that the opening that opening five tracks, I've gone on and on and on about that consistently. Um, I've just it just makes me it it just hits me so hard every time. And I think I love how as an album it kind of keeps returning and returning to the same thing. Um, the same motifs every now and again, and then it'll fade away again, and then it'll return to that again, and then it'll fade away again. Um, I I just, there's nothing that's given me more every time I go back to it over the last decade. And there's been loads of albums that were really close to being at that top spot. Um, But in the end, this just had to be my favourite, I think.
1: Oh, mate, two seconds. Perfect That's timing. That's fantastic. <laughs>
3: <hit it>. Horrible alarm <laughs> for the first time. Just so the listeners know. This is Frank's favourite song. Yeah, This is my album of the decade. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, please make it start. I don't know how to make it start. He doesn't know I how to do. stop it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay, brilliant. Thank you, Sam. Matthew Paul. Yeah. Your album of the yeah. decade pick, please, and tell us about it. You have 90 seconds starting now.
0: He loves being in control. So, my album of the decade was Bon Iver at twenty two a million and I think this uh super resonated with with me because it came out at a specific time in my life it's got uh, it kind of reignited my need for music it, it's such a diverse and interesting album it's like obscure and abstract but at the same time like that is maybe more the lyrics but it creates this kind of sense of feeling and emotion throughout the entire record that I found just uh, pretty staggering at times. I, th- I thought, considering where he came from in the prior album, he went away, spent years, um, and came back completely changed. And, and seeing someone in such control and and with such a focus in the direction they wanted to go with their music um, and have the confidence to pull it off, um, it just... I don't know it, it's the album i probably listened to more than any in maybe ever because um, I just became obsessed um, and much much to the chagrin of everyone around me because they got to the point where they got very annoyed by this album um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just I, I don't know I, I could spend hours talking about this but we have 90 seconds so I'm just going to leave it at that it's just fantastic
1: we stop all getting like exactly 90 seconds, please? It's very disheartening to me. <laughs> well done, both of you. That was uh, some good timing. I'm not actually listening to either of you, by the way, just because I'm, I'm nice. concentrating
3: on the alarm, so I'm sure you've oh, some wonderful good.
1: stuff. But yeah, <clears throat> okay.
3: I'm, Nicholas. Up. I'm up, okay. Album of the Decade, go. My album of the Decade is Kendrick Lamar's to Pimper Butterfly. Uh, here are seven reasons why that's the case in 90 seconds. Wow. It's the best produced album of the decade. It's lush and varied in its instrumentation. It's the most innovative format the developing poem allows for the consistency, kind of a consist- consistency across all the variety of the music. It's the most inventive lyrically. The flow is completely impeccable. It's the most complex and deep. It has so many layers. I'm running out of breath there, geez. It, has, <laughs> it is so culturally astute. For example, the talk about the capitalist dream uh, holding working class people hostage in, in some of the early tracks on the album. It's the most politically incendiary uh, things, Tracks like back of the black of the berry Play off stereotypes in this kind of Absolutely vicious discourse that's Unbelievably um, powerful And at the same time as all these other things It's also the most intimate uh, It actually manages to be a very small scale album Of honest songs about depression And guilt and pain So there you go, less than nine seconds Seven reasons Right, wow, a minute, skills mate Killed it
1: I don't know, I don't know how to do oh, yeah. Can you please time me I will, Sam. Tell me when to go. And you are... you're off. Okay, so for me, the album of the decade was Let Them Eat Chaos by Kate Tempest. I've banged on about this album endlessly. I've recommended it to everyone I've met. I've talked about how much it means to me on both a personal and political level. And yet I'm still not even slightly bored by it, and I haven't ever stopped listening to it since it came out in 2016. It still feels visceral, raw and real, and there's just no album that has been so consistently part of my life in this decade. Through songs like Don't Fall In, Europe Is Lost, and Tunnel Vision, Kate says things that other artists skate around. She puts herself out there in a really sort of rare way. And for me, at least, that makes me feel like a lot of the things I feel, a lot of the things I've been through in this decade, are more normal and more okay. Um, And I just think it's really rare that an album can do that. And then I think other things spread out across the album too, like the the themes that she picks up on, such as talking about the normalisation of reactions to grief on We Die, and regret and shame that we feel for our mistakes on songs like "Grubby." I just think the album's so wide-reaching, so anger-provoking, and yet so comforting at the same time. So for me, yeah, it's just a real one-off, and Nova album made me feel this way in a decade. So it's a, a clear winner for me. Okay, we've all on, on
2: target. Twenty seconds left. Wow, flying, absolutely
1: Nailed flying! Nailed it! Nailed it! Okay, so does anybody? now we've talked about those four albums
3: anyone want to chime in about any of the albums anyone want to say Uh, I'll talk about I can talk about Kate Tempest a little bit briefly and just say that um, this was another one of my final four that made it to that point in my list for album of the decade Um, and it is uh, absolutely phenomenal and very very consistent all the way through I will say that actually, I think every as I think about it over time, everybody down the first album is actually as good. I think, although I know a lot of people think it's a much smaller scale project, but I find that really uh, incredible as well. And really emotionally charged stories; they're also politically kind of powerful. Um, and I think "Don't Fall In" is my high point Don't of the album, actually. Uh, although the Tunnel Vision is also, of course, pretty profound. Um, mm. Although I will. And on a sour note, and say that that sadly kind of opened the door to the new album's uh, negativity, kind of overwhelming things. I think so. Much optimistic albums um, so far, the latest one. Okay, you know, right. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm glad we agree. So <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, that. That's the only thing I'd say. But otherwise, I, I absolutely love the album. I think it's absolutely mint. Any more for any more? Kate, Tempest?
2: I think. I think for me, um, I'm probably the one person here who's probably the least into Kate Tempest Mm. as an artist Mm. and I think I'd I'd heard I'd listened to this album a little bit I'd listened to the the newest one as well and I think uh, listening to it on as part of this I I do realise why so many people have had such a big Mm. um, and felt such a big impact from it as an album I think for me it works best when it's like musical when there's kind of Mm. the music is what really really keeps me going and I know as she as a poet that kind of uh the way that she writes that poetry is really great but that's not really my thing yeah
3: um, I think it's a bit I, like I the can... comments made by um uh, Pete. Pete when he came yeah. in saying similar thing he doesn't like yeah. he likes the poetry he doesn't like which the is kind of poetry. why
2: this the, the recent album like, I feel like that was the discussion that was when it was on the podcast that yeah. so you guys had mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the music kind of fell to the wayside, versus it was all about the poetry. And mm-hmm. I think for me, that's what kind of holds me back from being like super, super into Kate Tempest. Yeah. I
1: think, yeah, uh, I think I, it's a common reaction. Yeah, I really do because and I get it as well. Like, I get it, even though I'd love it, I totally get why people wouldn't. I totally get why but it's there's still
2: there's such powerful moments mm-hmm. on that. Like, yeah. t- you mentioned tunnel vision, like, the, yeah. the moments like that are just, yeah so great um, so it was worth re listening to it I just don't know if I'm like a, the biggest Kate Tempest yeah. fan in general
1: that is allowed we will allow it does anyone want to talk <laughs> about Does Matt to talk about Well, I want to I talk Kate about Kate Tempest yeah, Matt wants to. Yeah.
0: she's fucking great
1: yeah <laughs> end of yeah, conversation this is like this
0: is her, her, her peak uh, yeah. like she's scathing but also full of love and it's just it oscillates from these big big stories to the Minutia, in, in a very controlled way that kind of adds the scale and grandness to her story. I don't think there's been a more affecting uh, piece of art about the current political climate mm. in Britain. Totally. Um, and seeing her perform this whole album live, uh, like a couple of years ago, I this this is the only one I could actually only live experience I could actually make a claim as being maybe the best live experience I've ever been to right. I would still wow. discuss it to myself but it, it was yeah
1: it was so emotional and uh, yeah. amazing yeah I saw it I think three times on that tour and it was yeah you're totally right I mean Nick's written about not enjoying the latest tour as much and I'm with, I'm with him it wasn't as good still amazing but like that, yeah. when she was touring the album it was amazing cool yeah Kate Tempest, okay. So, Nick asked if anyone wants to talk about Kendrick. Yeah, go for it, yeah. I will talk about Kendrick. And I feel like we're going to have the first (laughs) moment of controversy on the album of the decade (laughs) podcast. So, for me, I'm a massive fan of Kendrick. Both Damn and Good Kid Mad City would probably feature in my top 50 albums of the decade. This album has the best run of three songs from any of his albums, with How Much a Dollar Cost, Complexion, and Black of the Berry. But other than that, I find this a wildly, wildly inconsistent album. There are other great songs, <laughs> There's some decent songs, but there's so much filler on this album that I can't personally see it as a great album. It's very indulgent, soft, suffers from a lot of bloat. The repeated poem totally breaks the flow up, and the two pack interview at the end is just silly. Add to this the what's fact. The, what's a filler find, song then? I'm going to get to that.
3: Okay,
1: alright. Um, <laughs> yeah. Add to this the fact that I find Thundercat's instrumentation really annoying on some of the songs. And I see this as being by far the least enjoyable of Kendrick's three defining albums. <laughs> uh, King Hunter is great. But other than that and the three I've mentioned, I find a lot of it very average. Hud Politics, you and I, I think are actually pretty poor and very irritating. Wow, and that is where I stand on oh, <laughs> the
3: Butterfly. Wow. Okay, and you, I know you think Dam is better, don't you? I think Dam and Good Kid Mad yeah, City. That's probably because better. of the Rihanna connection, isn't it? It's I know she Rihanna, made a big yeah. difference. so, yeah. so this, this
2: is the thing, like, I agree, I actually agree that for me, it's probably my least favourite of the three yeah. this year. But I think all three of them are probably in my top 20 of the decades. Like, I think Good Kid Mad City is probably my favourite of those three albums. Mm. I think it, it it's a much more. Uh, I think that's a much more personal story for yeah. him as an individual, whereas this, and I, it's why I, it's blatantly obvious why this has become the defining album of the decade, kind of worldwide of uh, critics and all of these things. It's kind of it's the most, it's the best reviewed album of the decade, mm. yeah. hands down. Yeah, yeah, Because of its cultural significance, I yeah. think, and and mm. that's the thing is that you can't take that away from it as, yeah, culturally- as a record. And but, more, you know, but if I was going to listen, to, <laughs> if I was going to listen to one of them, this would be the, the least. Yeah. But at the right. same time, there is so much love on this album, and you mentioned "I" as a yeah. song. Yeah. That don't like. That's amazing. Yeah. I the album it. version. is it
3: like I think we've now got. And we've then, now got an eighth reason why this album is the best because Fran doesn't get it. That's that's another. I question, get yeah. It. yeah, I just think it's not got any good tunes on it. It's completely thrown off. Well, it's got four good tunes on
2: it. It's completely thrown off my idea. I was so certain that this would end up as. The overall pick by right, everyone, right. not just because two people have picked it as yeah. their album of the decade. Yeah,
3: it's the only one that two people picked out of the writers and out of the fourteen out. Of but the, I just the yeah,
2: assumed everybody else felt this way. You know, right. it wasn't going to be their number one. That it, it, it is a brilliant album, and like seeing some songs
1: try. live
3: That's what it like, comes down to. I can too.
1: tell you, I don't want to give too much away from the end, but <laughs> it currently has to get past eight albums don't. to finish first. Hmm
3: eight albums right? yeah.
1: okay but, um,
2: yeah, that's I, what we can do yeah,
1: I absolutely love
2: I love the album and
3: right.
2: I think the, I want to mention one moment that like continuously I always mention about this album and it's at the start of these walls yeah. and I think the production on it and the, how it's constructed it's like there's like the sounds of like these like sex noises yep. and then they like Another build up and up and then it all drops out and then Someone just gonna sex and they yeah it hits it. on it yeah it's absolutely like, it's just absolutely so mince, good. Yeah. it's just genius music and I, I think Kendrick is probably I'd say the artist of the decade I, I would say in terms of cultural, yeah I, I'm not gonna argue with that I can
1: see why people would say that <laughs>
2: <has> had <laughs> yeah. those three yeah. outstanding yeah. albums in this decade plus two other albums that have had massive yeah and nice. also for
1: me like I am a fan I'm not gonna say I think like he got me back into hip hop this decade like I do I, mm. it's just this album I do have problems with but I think Thundercats just instrumentation is just not for me and right. I do think damn it's just every song on that is a tune and it's fucking, it's full of really good songs it might not be as politically interesting but it's full of really good songs I don't think that this album is I'm, Matt
3: I'm gonna wait to talk about this one. okay okay um, can I then just jump in on Boniver? you can um, Yeah. and I'm going to be I think <laughs> just possibly in the minority here <laughs> what's going to happen I'm going to say that um, I was so tired of this album within about, about maybe one and a half listens I was so tired of this album Pssh. to me uh, first of all I'm so tired of, of his vocal style it just, it just really grates on me now I'm just so sick of that like two part harmony like it just seems just too consistent through everything. It's really annoying. And the experimentation that I'm sure they're about to lord, the others are about to <laughs> lord about this album, to me is just completely bolted on. Like it's just like him doing trying to do Holocene again. With Look, some electronic none of it is beats. So, nothing like Holocene. <laughs> With electronic beats. Like well, Holocene was the high point. That's that's where that's his one hit, and now it's I mean, just Holocene kind of all not downhill from point. there. It's, but it's, one, it's, hit. One, <laughs> hit. it's one hit. Skinny Love is not a hit. Skinny Love's not a good song. No, it's not a good song. Not really. It's just wow. it's very, very like creamy, sort of milky creamy. consistency of like his vocal stylings, which I find quite annoying. Um, yeah, so creamy um, creamy yeah creamy <laughs> that's what I would say yeah creamy <laughs> I'm not going to pull back from that yeah. so um, no so uh, to me it was um, pop, I don't know it wasn't worst worst on this list but it was it was very poor it was It was very very poor for me well it's...
2: yeah you go Fran no you don't <laughs> you don't, you don't. <laughs> oh, I just I'm just knives in right now I'm the opposite of Nick like yeah. in, in terms of when I'm so glad someone picked this yeah. because it was definitely one of the albums that I was thinking about whether it will be my number one mm. yeah. overall, mm. it's definitely in my top Good. my top five of the decade. Like outside of this, right? Um, and I've written on the website about like this album yeah. specifically and like why the, the moment when it came out and it was really really important to me. But I think I just think as a. It, the, you say the experimentation is just bolted on mm. but like I can't <laughs> hear any of these songs without getting something new or feeling something yeah. different it's yeah. like, you, like something like Death Breast is just so mm. it, it's like painful that's that yeah. a very good word to use but in, in a in a <laughs> way, <laughs> way is like it, it just yeah I, I absolutely love that album mm. um, and I think it's weird to me still that it's somehow his, like, the moment when Bon Iver kind of went a bit crazy with the mm. production and everything, and yet is instantly his most successful accessible album of all of his. I'd mm. say it's much more accessible than the first two. So, yeah. I know the first one is, like, is seen as like just folk kind of thing, but I, I think a lot of the stuff on the first two is quite, like, obtuse in the the structure of the songs and it's weird that this one is so much wilder and yet the songs kind of seem to be more songs than mm-hmm. before. Yeah. I think especially compared to right. the self titled one, which I absolutely love as well. That's yeah. that's outstanding album. Yeah. Um, but right. I think for me this one just kind of this decade is kind of
3: defined him a bit more for me mm. I think you can be you can just yeah. be pleased that he salvaged it from being the, he's not the most underwhelming for me I thought he was so, going to be yeah a, so that, you is. should be really proud of yourself no that one, you one, persuade one, one that really cares what, what you think now, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good isn't it <laughs> so for me
0: Sam I'd... oh you go my well i was just gonna say you made an interesting point there because i think i agree it's way more accessible than the other ones and mm. i think it's just because the tone and the emotion is so overt throughout yeah and um, even though sometimes it's a lyric, like the lyrics are always obtuse but it's so clear like what he he is feeling at the time of the the, the song or what he wants mm. you to feel
2: yeah like a song uh, a song like eight circle like that is it's just a song like it it it, it, it has like more lyrics and more kind of uh you can get so much more out of it, like, emotionally Maybe. than anything I feel like he's yeah. done previously. So
1: yeah. Interesting. Well, for me that was a bit I was a little bit down on this album when I first started listening to the playlist, just because of all the playlist of the K Tempest, it's the one I've spent the most time with. So I think I was kind of I was getting into some of the other albums, I was kind of starting to I wasn't listening to this as much. And obviously the new the new Bon album had come out not long before and I was really into yeah. this at the time. But then there was a couple of times when I was just listening to this this moment, and it just it just reminded me what a special special album it is, and it's really startling and a ground groundbreaking piece of work. I'm afraid, Nick. Mm-hmm. I think it also really set the landscape for a lot of music that followed, which might be why coming back and not having spent a lot of time with it before, you see a lot of those things that don't seem that new or that interesting because so many people tried to copy this album. Yeah, so many people tried to do similar things after. And I think in terms of just the songs themselves, it's weird enough to be something new and enthralling at the same time as still being as gentle and emotional enough as, as his previous works. I think the transitions between the songs, it's weird to say that as a highlight of the album, but the transitions between the songs are just amazing. It's great when they end, I agree
3: with that part, of the transition is fantastic. There's just, yeah. <laughs> and also for <laughs> me, shaking head
1: me, for me, like we're talking, we've already said Kendrick's one of the most important artists of the last 10 years. I think that so is Justin Vernon. And I think for me... This marks a transition for him. It's not my favourite Bon Iver album. My favourite's forever, forever Ago, definitely, but... Is that
3: the one with it, on it?
1: No, no. it's not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but for me,
1: it's, he's one of the most important musicians of the last 20 years, without a doubt, and, and this
3: album's incredible, so yeah. All right, should we, should we keep moving? <laughs> we haven't talked about Laura yeah. Marlin. <laughs> yeah, anyone want to talk about Laura Marlin? Last one. I mean, do you? I'm not no. going to talk about Laura Marlin, no. Okay.
1: I'm not going to say loads about Laura Marlin, um, as I will be talking her about her um, as a why I love in a couple of episodes' time. But I will say that I nearly picked a different album of hers as my album of the decade. I nearly put, picked I Speak Because I Can, but I think that's because it's got so many of my favourite songs by her. But while listening to this album, this is more of an album, and it's a definite contender for album of the decade. For me, it feels like, alongside the Kate Tempest and one of which I'll mention later, it feels like the most complete piece of work on this list. It just hangs together and flows so well. And, and in Once, it's uh, possibly the best song of her career. So, yeah, it's a total stunner. Love it. Matt, anything yeah. to say? I,
0: yeah, I think this is um, actually my favourite album by her. I think it's the kind of culmination of her work. I agree with Sam. It's it's super polished, and the way it's uh, like constructed and orchestrated together is just... Uh, it, like you are saying, it is super complete and mm. super purposeful. And the way she also... like. Transitions, like you were saying with uh, Bon Iver, yeah. she, like, continually has this momentum because she never stops strumming her guitar pretty much. Yeah. And cool. even in between songs, it just flows. And it just... It's about that ebb and flow throughout the album as opposed to, here's a song, here's another song. And, and so it just creates this, like, everlasting warm atmosphere through which you can then experience the songs. And it's it makes it feel like... She does the same thing live, and it makes it feel like you're there. Yeah. Which, um... Uh, yeah,
1: it's fantastic. Cool. I love her. She's great. Fantastic. Right, on to the next question.
3: Which album grew on you most?
1: Yes. And we're going to start with Matt this time. So which album or artist, Matt, grew on you the most when yeah. I to this playlist? Go.
0: Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Wow. And this is because That's weird. I had <laughs> the same feelings as Fran um, prior to this. I liked the album, but I didn't necessarily think it was his best. And I thought it was a bit obtuse and like too obtuse just stop that um but after really like this is the album i probably listened to the most um this month or month and a half um, and that's because i just kept going back and kept wanting to find more and like the fusion of styles is just the artistic endeavor behind it. it is fascinating and i think he he swung big with this album and I think he got a pretty clean hit. It's it's everything he was trying to do. I think resonates, and um, just yeah, everything—the spoken word and poetry, the conversations, the discussions—just uh, he's aiming so high with this, and he uh, yeah, he hits. The the only th- like, I guess the one other thing is with uh, I, that is a song where I heard the the single version first. And then I heard the album version, and he completely restructured it, but it completely worked. And so even though I loved the other version, he just seemed so in control of the music that uh, it doesn't matter that he's restructured the song completely to fit different needs. And I think that just shows you that he's an artist at the top of his game.
1: (laughs) Well, all all went good, Matt, but a hell of a lot of filler, right? (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. You know nothing. Nicholas Parker Right Which album Has grown you the most
3: mm-hmm. Go Okay This won't take 90 seconds I don't think Like the last one didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be Really quick with this um, grew me the most Is Laura Marling uh, Are you going to talk About any her albums <laughs> <laughs> Yeah right Look, Laura Marling grew me the most It was um, I think she I, I think she shows An unbelievable amount Of control Over the sound All the way through this There are moments Of this album Which are almost Completely silent And I'm mm. talking about Mid track You know Like yeah. total silence which shows an unbelievable amount of confidence and control over what she's trying to achieve. Um, and I think even you could even take the opener, take the night off as an example of that. It just starts off, I can't remember what came right before it on the playlist, but whatever ended, and then this song began, and I was just like, it was like, Tempest, yeah, it was, mm. it was, so it was the tunnel vision. Um, it just came rolled in, and I, I sort of thought, wow, this is such a tiny, delicate little flower of a sound coming out of the guitar. Um, that I just, it really moved me I find it, it really profound mm-hmm. um, her vocals are absolutely stunning throughout um, and that's that really uh, blew me away um, she's I'm not totally as convinced by the tracks where she pushes it harder like like Master Hunter I think it's called is mm-hmm. that one of the, yeah so the ones where yeah. she's a bit more aggressive actually where you, she loses that delicacy somewhat I don't quite capture my don't find it quite as captivating I'll put it that way uh, and the only thing I'll say apart from that is that this album with the only one I was really familiar with, the short movie, and this album blows that album out of the water completely. And I, my, I think my, my impression was slightly skewed on that basis.
1: Not
3: even
1: take 90 seconds, you took exactly 90 seconds. <laughs> Victory, again! Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to hear you say that we'll talk about, but just the fact that you've always judged Lohmann on us. Was- Short movie was very upsetting to me because it's definitely worked to Everything before that. Well, I'll be doing a playlist in a couple of episodes' time, so you know. Yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) Hey, do you want to time me again, Sam? Okay. So easily, without a doubt, the album artist that grew on me the most from this list was Lemonade and Beyoncé. So okay, that might be partly because she had the most ground to make up, with (laughs) there only being one album on the playlist. I was less looking forward to listening to at the start. But I think it was mainly because Lemonade is a stunning, powerful and engaging album. I love the way it plays out like a film, with a clear beginning, middle and end. And I really particularly love the anger and honesty that's put into the beginning part of the story. Early songs like Hold Up, Daddy Lessons and particularly Sorry are so much darker and interesting than anything I've heard Beyonce do before. Sorry I think deserves a particular mention. It's it's an incredible song. I'd seen all about the line Becky with the good hair that finishes that song all over social media and I just thought people were being a bit mad and like, putting far too much emphasis on it but the way she mm. ends that song is so well done it's such a clever piece of songwriting and I think that leads to another point the song construction across the piece is so spot on and I think this, the album then moves towards more reconciliation in the second half of the album and I think it's slightly less powerful but still feels honest and I think All Night is, is a great tune um, it feels it's particularly important that she finished the album off with another version of Sorry though. I think that as much as, as much as the album does, it's a reminder that she's not someone to be fucked with and it's just really strong. And all of that's without mentioning the strong message of black feminism throughout, which is a big part of a few songs. And I just think it's a really, really deserving choice for album of the decade.
3: 90 seconds. We've got it this 90 seconds. What yeah, I'm used to it now. Killing it. All right, Okay. so we just got to chat about the ones that we just went through. Right. If they're not Sam's, yeah. Sam's not in I'm sorry, I
1: am hosting it. Sit down, be quiet. Be cool, and me me. Down. I'm not
3: going to say anything else rest of the you podcast. Just
1: keep getting on in the, the way. way, it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> right, Sam, 90 seconds. Artist or album that you're on you the most? Go. So it's not one that's been talked about, so that's good. Cool. Uh, so mine was Beck,
2: Morning Phase. Okay. Um, so I was aware of it, and I had listened to it a couple of times before, and mainly because of the, it being nominated for the Grammys and winning Album of the Year against Beyoncé by mm-hmm. Beyoncé. A fact that I'm still kind of pissed off by it. <laughs> and I'm still not going to let me get away with that. Um, but I, I really, really got into this album like over this period, and I think it's the, the one on the list that I'm like, I feel like if I was going to go back and really listen to any of them, and become a big fan of that off the back of it, I think this would be it. Um, wow. I've, I've enjoyed some of Beck's other albums, but I really love how, like, dreamlike most of it is. Um, it's kind of... It has this kind of folk, country vibe, but then it kind of goes into, like, kind of soundscape-y stuff at other times, And uh, but then other other bits of it are super catchy. Like, Heart as a Drum is just, mm. like a super pop tune and yet it is done in this like delicate way and um, I just found it really really interesting and it's kind of like there's something like contemplative about the whole thing I think Pete wrote on the website about it that it, it felt like a warm hug to him and I was like I totally got that when I was listening to it and um, I, I just yeah it was it was definitely the one that kind of
1: improved most for me. You took an extra second there, son. We might have to sorry, take a second yeah, off your next... Um. Sorry, points for that. Okay, so that's it. We've been talked about Laura Marlin and Kendrick already, so anyone want, want to talk about Beyonce or Beck?
3: I'm um, happy to talk about Beyonce. Go for it, mate. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'll be honest and say I've always um, been pretty sceptical about Beyonce because I found her voice across most of the things I've heard over the years to be way too turn up to 11 like volume and sort of power too powerful mm. to be to be subtle um and then uh i've also been a big fan of solange's work and always felt like it was a bit frustrating that solange is so so tiny a profile compared to beyonce mm. when solange does to me more interesting and creative things and has a more sort of control not control more dynamics in the vocals um, but i'm I will say that I'm willing to forgive her as well. The ripoff of Yeah Yeahs because that really annoyed me. That that, that mm. she's used the lyrics in Yeah Yeahs. Ripoff is
2: a sample. <laughs> yeah, it's a sample. Not a sample she's yeah. the
3: lyrics from it. It's not even a sample. She's lifted yeah, the lyrics. I know it's intentional. want to talk about interpolation? She's going like Kenny Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to forgive her that though because actually I thought the album was really thoughtful and in, and sort of engaging mm-hmm. and um, I thought the single focus of this topic about the betrayal was mm. uh, was really well put together. I'd say nine percent of the time, maybe eight percent of the time. Uh, I thought her voice didn't get in the way of that. The power of her voice didn't get in the way of that. There were still points I can't I know an actual track down. With her. There are still points where she seemed a bit too shouty, but that's that wasn't the majority of it. So um, yeah, I thought overall it was it was definitely glad it was on the list. Uh, wow. Wouldn't have made my top five, but it was on the list. I'm glad. I expecting yet. this from you. Yeah, yeah. I thought it might be your most underwhelming.
1: But I think <laughs> I know what that is. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about Beyonce. Obviously, every, you it. all
2: know that I absolutely love Beyonce. Yeah. This yeah. would not come as a surprise that I love this album, mm-hmm. that it is Beyonce's best album okay. by far. Okay. The biggest change of this decade is the fact that Beyonce ended up releasing good albums. I absolutely loved Beyonce before, but she was a singles artist, she was a videos artist, mm-hmm. she was a performing mm-hmm. artist. And I think this, this decade she's had two in a row that have been outstanding pieces of work, um, and this especially, it's just so so much more personal to mm. her. She, every song of hers, she's had so many things about being kind of like, uh, I caught you out cheating, like all of this, but none of it has felt genuine yeah. up until this point. It's like she's had, she's literally had about 10 hit singles that are literally that topic, <laughs> and mm. yet now on an album where you have that flow and you have that story yeah. through it but the, the genius thing about the record is that it manages to use a personal story to have a cultural and much more kind of uh, like message of, of overall kind of like feminism and then also like equality and the, the kind of she's hitting on things uh, that are so much bigger than her own story but using Mm. the personal story to tell that so then when you get to the end you get to formation it's like it feels like that is a culmination of everything that she's just talked about on the entire album and this is it this is like a call to arms of like Mm. here is I find it so interesting that that ends the album because all night and you said sorry ending it I think that was added is that just an alternate one right okay that was only when it was uploaded to Spotify which was like last year um, so, the album usually ends just with Formation at the end, which is, was the single, was the going into yeah, it. Yeah. It's really interesting that it's kind of, it's not separate, but it, it kind of forms this finale. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, that's what I was saying it about it being like a film. That yeah, for me yeah. is like the end credits, well, like was, when the, end, the story's ended, and then you've Formation. I've seen the film, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah watched or, it. I watched it over the last month. Yeah,
2: yeah so it, it's kind of like, um, and yeah, for me, like in terms of performers, I, I do think she's probably one of, if not the best, live performer mm. I've, I've ever seen. Um, I think in terms of a of a performer star, you can't really go much better than her this, yeah. this decade. I think. Um,
1: we are giving everyone the arch of the decades um, mantle here, aren't we? But she is another one that deserves.
2: I'd, that I'd say list. I'd say po- probably less so personally for other people, but. For me, definitely. Yeah.
1: And in terms of she's what awesome. she's achieved and what she's done this year, this decade, even if it's not always my favorite stuff, but I love this album. But in terms of what she's done musically, it's very yeah. impressive. How about you, Matt? Would did a, you come up with Beyonce's album?
0: Which, yeah, I I loved it. Yeah. Um, she's a cultural phenomenon, like, and this really is the culmination of that. Mm. Like, she revealed herself as a real human being. I think, yeah, <laughs> which, yeah, 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 which is. For someone in like the like the genre that she'd been ascribed to and stuff like that to actually come out and be mm-hmm. very real and very yeah. like uh honest about all the stuff that's going on um is yeah it was pretty Is the album's super super interesting and makes made her way more the music and herself way more interesting to me because yeah, of that and um, because it felt substantial uh and yeah and then seeing like all the stuff around it like yeah the 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 movie her performance at the super bowl it felt mm. like probably the biggest cultural moment musically um this decade i don't know yeah it just all of it happening at once was just yeah everyone couldn't stop talking about it um cool. yeah this was my other pick for maybe the the album that uh grow you the most yeah grow me the most, mm. yeah, on me the most. Cool.
1: yeah anyone for yeah, Beck great. sure I've got no comments on that right now I can say it was a pleasant surprise to me the Beck album like it's not someone that's done a lot for me in the past but this is a really beautiful album very soothing I like the whole piece the songs melt into each other I really like tracks like Morning Heart is a Drum Blackbird Chain but Pete said in his uh, description when he chose his album, album of the decade that it's a grower not a shower and I think if this was on any other playlist we did this year, it might I might have got more into it. But I think it suffered from being alongside a lot of more immediate albums. Mm. Um, of the two or three very gentle albums on this list, I think it was probably the least interesting to me. But I'll come mm. back and say that that's it's a ridiculously strong list. And the only negatives I have to say about it are in comparison to some really other good pieces of work. So yeah. Mm. How about you, Matt? Are you?
0: Yeah, I. I'm a fan of Beck and I think there's two versions of Beck mm. and this is the one version of Beck that I don't like. Okay. Um it's a bit kind of dreary mm. and he's he should be making bold and brash alt pop. I think that's where his strength lies. Okay. I don't think it lies in this. I think it falls pretty flat. Um it's not particularly engaging. Like I listened to it when it came out and I was disappointed. Um and so re-listening to it has been quite hard. Um but like he's hugely talented, and I just yeah, I it surprised me how much uh, how lauded this album is. But I can also recognise that this is particularly a, like a kind of music that just rarely connects with me, and so that's probably why I'm so like down on it. Um, there's a Yeah. Okay. It's maybe my least favourite album by him.
1: Okay. Fair enough. All right next question time so the next question that we will all answer is what was your favourite discovery on the playlist and we're going to start with Nick okay go I'm going to do you under a minute
3: this time very I mean you keep taking here. like 20 seconds to tell us how long you're going to take <laughs> it's going <laughs> I've got to spare. Yeah. It's fine <laughs> uh, favourite discovery is the Fionn Reagan's um, album Uh, never heard of Fionn Regan at all, no no awareness of this, and not really a genre, as as Fran will will, uh, probably confirm that I'm that familiar with in in folk. I don't really know too much about it in general. Um, This was uh, a really beautiful album and really... delicately put together and also really a really easy flow to it that felt like it was almost recorded in one take mm. I mean each track but maybe even the whole album recorded in one take which I know is not true but it's still it's a really impressive uh, kind of control and, and sort of smoothness to the way you move through all the tracks um i loved 67 blackout mm. um I, particularly as my favorite track on the album because of the juxtaposition between the scary kind of opening lyric the kind of dark side of like putting the knife under the flame and all that sort of stuff juxtaposed with the really sunny delicate and sunny vocals that he was doing sort of dressing over the top of that so um so no i, I really i really loved it i think it's i think it's an excellent piece of work and i'm really glad i discovered it. this is why this, this was worthwhile to me to discover things like this yeah so yeah brilliant
1: yeah. Okay, fantastic. It's going to be me next. So Sam, would you mind? Um, I just need to find my notes, so talk among yourselves for about seven or ten minutes. you losing time. Professionals at yeah, work. No, no. ticking. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Go. So my favourite discovery was Rise Ye Sunken Ships by the Augustines. Um, I think... What an album. I think it's so powerful, so raw, so clearly comes from a place of pain. I think I read, and I don't know this for sure, but I think I read that this was following the death of his wife, and if we compare this to another album that nearly made this list about the death of someone's wife, it just shows what you can do with those emotions. Um, The lead singer delivery throughout it is just so on the edge, you feel like he's going to crack or crumble at any point. And this on top of the simple but stirring instrumentation is really, really effective. Um, I can also see links between this and some of my favorite bands, and I think it's just the kind of songwriting that really appeals to me. I believe this, time, this band called, Korea on their, called Time on their career last year, which is pretty upsetting. I can imagine it would be a really good live show. Um, and again, it's one of those albums where I could pick out most of the songs as a favourite, but I'll mention in particular Philadelphia, Chapel Song and Augustine as particular highlights. And I think of all the things that were completely new to me on this playlist, which was a few, I think six, this is the one that will stay on regular rotation. Okay. With twenty seconds to spare. Nice, easy. Nice. Bit too easy. Sam next. Well, give me a second to reset the timer. Go, Sam. Favorite discovery.
2: So my favorite discovery was uh, Okay. Yazmos. How'd you say that? I don't know. Uh To so that self-titled album. Um, I really liked. Actually, in this playlist, it really stands out as the only thing mildly resembling dance music yeah. at all or electronic music. Um, and it just it i loved the slow build of everything it was it was like everything was on the verge of just exploding into something but it never really does and that that kind of happens for the whole of mm. the kind of like 30 40 minute of the of the record um i the use of like the this this parts where like strings will just like float in and then float back out and uh it, 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 really, it really really excited me it was really um, I'd never ever heard of them mm. or and I, I don't know if anyone else had no, I um, no I've heard of them at all No, I think I, and I, I can really hear why it's the sort of album that if I spent ages and ages with and kept listening to that I could really feel some sort of connection with it it was really nice to have a, like an instrumental record as well mm. uh, that was kind of you could just lose yourself in um yeah, it really stood out on this list and it was
1: definitely my favourite discovery. Nice done, well, mate, seven seconds to spare. Cool. Um so we have Matt left as favourite yeah. discovery. Go Matt.
0: Um my favourite discovery was also Chiasmos. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> I thought I like I could use a lot of the same descriptors as uh, Sam and this. I yeah, I got completely lost in this album. It was perfectly situated in the playlist to kind of disappear into and then the way I, I just think the way uh, the, the beats were the, there they were just so warm and comforting and then the layer on the uh, like the synths and strings on top of that in a very delicate way it really kind of drew me in and then it would just build into these like slow crescendos without ever being overly dramatic and it really was almost like meditative meditative uh, listening to it Um I just, it was interesting to have something that was so minimal and like, it's like this minimal techno uh, record, but it still was able to convey something that was very human and emotional at the same time. And so I was, yeah, I was kind of blown away by this. The, my first time I listened to it, I was just like, this is not like anything on here and I'm totally down to just stay on this for a while. And and yeah, I was, so I was super, super happy to find this
1: great that's it okay brilliant uh, should we go through in the order then uh, Nick spoke about Fion Reagan I yeah. feel like I should probably as my girlfriend chose it as her having the decade I should yes. probably get involved okay. yeah. weirdly Dig in. me and Kirsten talked about this quite a lot over the uh, over the moment trying to predict who might choose it as uh, favourite discovery and I said I wouldn't be surprised if Matt or Sam did but there's no way Nick will So there you go. (laughs) I've been truly shocked by that. Excellent. Um, Glad to oblige. So yeah, as this was my girlfriend's choice, it's probably quite obvious that I'm already pretty familiar with Fionn and his work. But honestly, it's been usually listening to the odd song by him and seeing him live, rather than actually spending time with an album. So this was a bit of a strange one for me at first. It was both very familiar, but also quite new to me in its full form. It's a much quieter work than a lot of the others on the list, so it took some time to stand out, but... But when the album did hit I just found it really, really soothing. It's just a really simple, stunningly beautiful piece of work with outstanding poetry throughout, I think. I think it's really great how open he is about his introvert nature, and I think that's just a really interesting concept to do an album about how introverted you are. It's fascinating. I think it kind of really transported me somewhere else and really helped with my stress a couple of times this month. I've had quite a heavy uh, month at work, and this album just calmed me down. It's a bit like meditation, for, but for people who don't have time to sit around with their legs crossed and their eyes closed so (laughs) again for me too many songs to mention uh, but I will mention 67 Blackout which Nick mentioned St. Anthony's Fire which is stunning Mm. Midnight Ferry Crossing which is beautiful and Anchor Black Tattoo Tattoo, all brilliant so yeah Matt or Sam Fionn
2: I I definitely I definitely enjoyed this album Mm. but I think if you looked at my whole list ranked it would seem quite low I think on it I think the my my Biggest problem is that I feel like this is an album that's begging to be seen played in one go live. Mm-hmm. I think it it feels like it feels like a live album at times because it's so stark and empty, um, uh, and it's just him. Yeah. Just the way that he plays guitar is so delicate that often I'd find it really hard to get into that zone of being able to just listen to that. Um, I think the other kind of acoustic-led albums on this list kind of have a lot more to them so are a bit more easy to jump in and out of, I mm-hmm. think with this, um, which probably did it a disservice for me um, because I do think this is something that I really, really get into. Um, and I, I don't think has he done much
1: else. He's got quite a few albums, around. yeah. He had a new one this year uh, called Color. Um, his favourite album for me, is, my favourite album of his is from 2007, I think, so I wouldn't have been able to make this list, but I think it's called Be Good or Be Gone. It's got a couple more sort of immediate songs, um so maybe it would stand out a little bit more. But I, re- I highly recommend listening to that album. He had one that was not good; it kind of he tried to be a bit more rocky, and it didn't really work.
3: Yeah.
1: But in general, it's it's, it's great. You know, okay. so all of his stuff's is, good.
2: His voice on it is is just mm. so yeah. so easy to listen to. It's yeah. just effortless.
0: Yeah, yeah. Matt. Uh so I have a slight issue in okay. the fact that I didn't realise this was on the list because it wasn't allowed on my Spotify. Oh wow. So,
3: <laughs> so he's listening so, furiously right now as we're talking.
0: Yeah, like I can tell you how I think of Fionn Reagan and it's mostly just similar feelings to what Sam just said. Yeah. I, I like it, but it's never it's 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 never felt like the right setting for me. Um, I think it's a real but, shame you didn't get
1: to hear I, this album this month, really, because I yeah, think you would love I, it. Yeah, I'm, mm. yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, as soon as Nick said it, March, I was so.
0: furiously double-checking that my Spotify, and I can see that uh, it is. Well, that's amazing. Not okay, well, Kirsten's going to be very so, upset about so, that. So sorry, sorry, Kirsten. <laughs> disappointing. Yeah,
3: just give just give him ten I, points. Why not? Just give him ten
1: I, points yeah, on the off chance we give automatic ten points to for yeah. yeah, that reason. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm going to
0: listen to it on my own
3: time. So what? When I, I can figure out where to listen to it. talked About Augustine's and Charisma. Anything else to
2: say about Augustine's? I think it's just not, it didn't really feel like my thing. Mm. It was a, bit, that, a yeah. bit much at times for me. And mm. um, I, I got that emotion that you're talking about. And I think in, in the context and when you read about the context of the album, it, it does make a lot more sense. But I think just for me, it's not, wasn't really my thing. Yeah. Um,
3: didn't grab you. Yeah. I, Fair play. I could jump in on Augustine's, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So there were times in the album when it really, really was able to carry me along. It had a lot of a lot of great um, sort of gutsy energy, you know, kind of really threw itself, through everything at the wall, kind of like go for it kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, the, a lot of the time it did carry me with that and I, I enjoyed it on that basis. I also thought it was quite like some early Arcade Fire, mm-hmm. uh, which is a band I really like, especially the early stuff. Um, but uh, there were times when it seemed a bit too, it hit the acoustic stuff too hard, like um, East Los Angeles was a track that I felt was like too—I've uh, used that word before—but too shouty, too too like too much, uh, like overloading the mic kind of sens- sensibility, which was a bit of a um, bit disappointing after some other bits that I really really enjoyed. Um, and there were also Headlong in the Abyss is another one I know down as. Um, for better or worse, and you can make your own judgment. This reminded me a lot of Springsteen. Like this is a lot, okay. it's a Springsteen type track. I like believe a, they are fans. Kind of like yeah. th- they are fans. Yeah. Okay, like a really kind of like throw everything at it. Like let's just pay your heart out, you know. Mm. And, and again, you can like it or not, but that that's what it was shooting for. I felt like. Um, so yeah, a, a mix mixed bag a little bit, but um, there were definitely things I enjoyed about it. Yeah, okay, so definitely, yeah, cool. yeah. Matt, uh, yeah, I like this a lot. I I'm
0: very unsurprised that Fran picked this. Mm. I can see. Frying Rabbit and the National all
1: all over it. Yeah, Frying Rabbit one of the ones I really wanted to compare to it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's they, yeah, they're great, and it was felt very anthemic, very, Mm. very emo, like very emo, more emo than I was expecting. Um, um, but I yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I found it some sometimes it was a bit too emo, just because it felt really the. Really sad sometimes. It felt almost like a... I, mean, like it's a a sad, no, I wouldn't as
1: far as call it emo. Like, when, when you say emo, I think of like... Although I had this conversation with someone the other day, I think I just don't understand what emo is because I presumed it was all goth, but apparently emo is no, like... No, no. No. No? No,
3: you just I mean... No, we've
1: listened. Okay.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. It's fine. Go for it. But, um... Yeah, it felt like a Coen Brothers film. It just felt like everything was going wrong for the protagonist and nothing <laughs> good, really was good was going to happen. You that. said that
1: most of the albums on this playlist feel like, like there's not many where everything's yeah, going swimming and really everyone's
3: really happy. I love that, but Okay.
0: But yeah, yeah. But I, enjoy, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a nice uh, new addition cool. for me.
3: Does, uh, does me or you Kiasinos? Kiasinos?
1: Do you want to go first? Go me go first. Um, I'm glad that people spoke about this album because Fat Roland uh, chose it and he's a big electronic music fan. I'm glad other people than me spoke about it because I don't feel qualified to say anything about this album. Um, this type of like electronic, lyricless music is probably my weakest spot when it comes to critiquing music. That's I did think it was it was quite beautiful. Um, it did grow on me a little bit. It commands attention without any words, which is a big achievement in my eyes. But because of my inherent struggles with this genre it was pretty low on my list when I, when I came to creating my list it's just not my thing really
3: okay um, and for me uh, some overlap a little bit um, I, I really enjoyed the sort of dynamic builds in the songs and I really overall enjoyed the album I thought it was um, uh, well put together and uh, some really kind of nasty synths in there which I really liked. particularly the song Bent was one of my favourite tracks it was just yeah. this vicious little mm. grinding synths in the background which, which were great um, having no lyrics is hardly something you can criticise the album for but um, it's difficult for me to, to speak to an album that doesn't have words in it and that's just something that's so important to me it's, it's you know I just find it hard to communicate in a way with the, with, the album, with the music in that sense but that's not a criticism of the album that's just a criticism of me I suppose and my limited mm. assessment of the general right genre well. but yeah so um, but no I did enjoy it and um, I, I, would, I would probably listen to it again in a certain mood I think it, just, it's, it was very calming as well I think mm. somebody else said it was calming so that, that worked yeah. well for me, yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, and
1: on to our last the four questions. I'm gonna start this time, so Sam, if you could time me. So, the last question is which album from the list would be the most underwhelming winner of the album of the decade? This forward? will be so easy to get. Go on, yeah. I know what yours is, I think, but I'll go now. Uh, so. I'd say there's only one album on this entire list that is just totally, totally not for me. Sorry, Mike. And with apologies to Joe Shervin, who picked it as his album The Death Oh, he didn't do it. I'd say that album is Father John Misty's I Love You Honey Bear. (laughs) Totally staggered. After Nick chose Pure Comedy as his album of the year on the podcast a couple of years ago, I was already nervous to listen (laughs) to this album because I hated that one. Um, But I was hopeful (laughs) that it might show me a less smug and preachy side of Father John and I might start to understand the fuss about him a little bit. It almost did that on occasion. I prefer the album to pure comedy, and I would even go as far as to say I almost enjoy the song True Affection. But other than that, I have to say I'm still at a total loss. First of all, anyone who opens an album with a song calling his wife his honey bear is off to a bad start with me. <laughs> the second song, Chateau, Chateau Lobby, sums up everything I can't get into about this artist. It's overblown, it's smug, it's light and airy, it's totally patronizing. He rescues himself a little bit with the song True Affection, which is the best thing I've heard by him. But other than that, I'm totally struggling. I, don't, I just don't get the fuss around this guy. He's, 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 I don't like his voice. The instrumentation's horrible. I don't like his face. I is don't that... like his face. I really don't <laughs> like his face. Um, I just don't like anything about him. Sorry, Joe, but it sucks. Yeah, that's
3: really harsh for Joe.
2: Okay. I like Brilliant. that we said we were going to be like,
3: not that harsh about... Yeah, I, I did actually suggest that and Fran said, no worries. will no, mean, know
1: when they're putting... A, if they're putting an album to Picky Bastards, they know that they might get slated, right? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just the album of the decade. Well, oh, no, it lad. shouldn't be, should it? Sorry, <laughs> right. Joe. There's better albums out there, mate. <laughs> uh, okay. Love you, though, Joe. He's well. so glad. Um, so next we will go to Sam. Go, Sam.
2: Okay, so th- I've written down, don't be too harsh on it, Sam, in- <laughs> in- because I, this is absolutely out. no surprise, but mine is Swan's The
3: same. <laughs> Okay, now I can say sorry, Mike.
2: <laughs> of, of everything on this list, I can honestly say I did not want to go and listen to it twice. I was an hour into the album thinking... <laughs> song, this must be over soon and I checked and I was three tracks in and I still had an hour to go and one of the songs is 30 minutes long and in that 30 minutes I felt like it did three different things Yeah, as in at all over 30 minutes which if if an album had done that with some of these albums are as, nearly as short as that song
1: we would be yeah, than the going
2: crazy at it wouldn't we <laughs> so I just if I had this conversation with Mike about this album a few mm. days ago yeah. and his answer was it's hard work My, it's, t- it's too hard work I do not want to do that work I do not <laughs> want life. to do that work so <laughs> okay. I'm sorry Mike you absolutely love this it's <laughs> like if, if an album is it takes 40 hours to get into it that's 40 hours I'd rather be doing anything else
1: yeah Fair play. Okay. You have five seconds left, so you nailed that. Okay. We're going to go to Mr. Matthew Paul for his most... Oh, that just went off. There was no need for it. Oh, um, God. Matt, go. Most Underwhelming winner.
0: Uh, This was hard. I'm picking Alt-J. Hmm? i am picking alt I love this album so much. Oh, you but do? Okay. In the context of everything else, I just don't think it's special. And so that's why I picked it for this. I think... It's they're just a fantastic. This is just fantastic. I've listened to this album so much. It (laughs) is
3: backtracking furiously as he says it. (laughs)
0: It's it's it doesn't it's not sensational. It's not something that we're going to look back on as one of the albums ever best albums ever made. I don't think I think it's like a perfect album to put on at a party, and that's what it is. and so, the, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a whole thing. They have a whole distinctive uh, voice and vision, and they're interesting, but I think in the context of what's happened since as well, mm. I think they've suffered a little bit from people aping them
1: a little bit. Stop sealing my
0: notes. Um,
1: <laughs> carry on. How, what? Stop sealing my notes, but carry on.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so there is that feeding into this, um, but I think there is something to be said with, like, I don't know if you've seen that video of people pretending to be Alt-J and they just make random noises. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's very effective because it is true. And so I I mm. kind of with regret and saying this is
1: my like underwhelming album. I mean, every time I get to play that, it's very satisfying. <coughs> yeah. Sounds a bit like one of the Alt-J tracks, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, Nick, I mean, I feel like I might be able to guess this. I mean, maybe uh, double apologising to...
3: James Somebody. Spearing here but uh, um, let's see Go let's for see it. shall we this is the one that's going to be hard to get through in nine seconds we've got so much to say most underwhelming is Beck oh wow and the reason is I absolutely love Beck I think he's a fantastic performer He's done so much great stuff over the years Midnight Vultures is, is an amazing album Odelay whatever all great stuff this um, album is absolutely immaculate it's produced unbelievably it's probably got the single best recording of an acoustic guitar I have ever heard on a record in Say Goodbye and that's a lot of acoustic guitars even on this playlist which is better than in terms of recording the track Wave is also completely captivating however the album is a complete rip off of an album he already released about 10 years ago called Sea Change which is just disgraceful take a take guess take a guess what I'm doing no get, no. get sorry take I guess what I'm doing fine as a good example of that and how much is similar to almost everything on this album mm. um, so if you've not heard Sea Change then this is great and you can enjoy it otherwise I think it's an unbelievably lazy move for somebody to do so innovative in general to release an album that's basically the same album they already release once anyway so there you go under 90 seconds I'm mm. nice to pull it off nice okay brilliant well that's the questions
1: over um Let's, let's, so we spoke about Beck, everyone spoke about Beck now, let's go to uh, Alt-J. Um, do you know what, I'll go first, just because my, my points are almost identical to Matt's. Um, I was a big fan on release, and at the time, I think they were innovative and a bit different. Matilda and Tessellate, Tessellate are both really involving songs, the instrumentation is interesting. Oh! <laughs> 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 that's a You're sharp. down that's a sharp now, that's it, new um, comments. And it was an interesting nostalgia exercise for me, uh, but I think, as Matt said, it looks less impressive these days as other things have come along and surpassed them. And for me, it would be nowhere nowhere near a conversation about album of the decade. I mean, it wouldn't be near a conversation of the album of the year that year. So it's fun, it's lively, it's interesting at times, but it hasn't really stood the test of the time that well in my eyes. So sorry, James, but you
3: are wrong. Okay, I'll go in, shall I? I, be, I thought this would be your most <clears throat> underwhelming because I never no, found fan. No, no. Um, but it is a very mixed bag, really, at best. Um, I sound, they sound to me a lot of the time um, like a barbershop quartet uh, trying to do <laughs> uh, indie music instead of just okay. singing, uh, you know, at, like, school fates and stuff. Um, it's pretty annoying. His vo- their vocals are actually very nasal, given the fact that they're focusing so much on vocals. Their vocals are actually pretty nasal and irritating in that respect. Mm. Uh, I do like synths, some of the synths they built into some of the songs, uh, like in Tessellate for example. I thought that worked pretty well, uh, and there were some bits of it of the album that I um, would listen to again. I would, I enjoy it. I wasn't really in with them when into them when they first came out in the first place, actually. So it's nice like to have an mm. emotional connection, and I probably don't know I'll, I'll fuss with them again, but they they were it was okay. But certainly to put them on this list, I mean this this overall, I'll just say was a great list. Yeah. Overall, we'll talk more yeah. about, I'm sure. But <clears throat> this album was certainly near the bottom of it for me.
2: Mm. Okay, um, I'll <laughs> disagree with all of you, except Matt maybe, because Matt actually really liked it. <laughs> really liked it, the I love the sound, I, crap. I really like Old <laughs> J. It's my kind of like indie pop music. Okay. I think at the, the time when it came out, there was a bunch of bands that came out at the same time like Everything, Everything, mm. Django, Django. There was a bunch, they were all yeah. kind of Mercury nominated. I mean, Old J won the Mercury for this. Yeah.
3: Um, Everything everything's kicks this band's but, arse. So. Oh, I'm not disputing yeah. that. Uh,
2: but for me personally, I, I much prefer their later albums than this. Okay. Um, I think the second album, This Is All Yours, is does what this is trying to do much better. I think they leaned a lot harder into the kind of pop space because of yeah. the way that they sing. And the kind of... I think that movement allowed for the songs to kind of... Uh, breathe a bit more it's not as kind of this is all a bit random Mm -hmm. this is all a bit kind of uh, off kilter kind of thing which in some ways some songs really works Um, I actually really like this I do like this album I just it's not the object album I would pick Um, and I think you guys would have thought I would have picked this as my number five on my list
1: I didn't know your feelings on this album actually Um, but yeah I thought everybody would
3: find it equally underwhelming yeah I don't know Mm. Okay, so then uh, how about... Cool. Uh, what do we got? What we got? Swans, Swans or Swans. Swans? Yes, Swans. I'll go with that, shall I? Yeah, go for it, man. Um, go for yeah, it, it was... Um, I was essentially eavesdropping on that conversation between Sam and Mike about, about how hard work is required mm. for good albums. <clears throat> and I would certainly come down on Mike's side about the idea that you should be willing to invest a lot of time in albums which are sometimes mm. arduous to get through to the process of recognition of what's great about them. Um, this album uh, has really strong elements to it, which I enjoyed, and I certainly would not say it was—it was—it's uh, probably in the top half of my list overall. Um, it's certainly not an easy listen. A massive album. <laughs> tracks, tracks like *The Seer Returns*, which is my favourite album on the track, um, have this kind the of hypnotic, sad transitions that are really kind of, um, really kind of hard to escape from in a way that you, uh, you, you kind of feel like you. It's swallowed by them, which I think is kind of intriguing and interesting. So, and I also like Mother of the World, um, but overall, I mean, you know, it's not, it's not, I, yeah, they're not in my top top three, say, but they're they're a good, it's a good album, an interesting band, and um, I think it's, I'm glad that they're on the list. I'm glad that something like this is on the list. Mm. Not there's many things like this, but yeah. you know, an album that's, that's not uh, obvious is great to see that kind mm-hmm. of left field choice. So that's good. So, Matt, mic.
0: Um, i i didn't dislike this album i but i wouldn't love it mm. um i mean, it's huge it's like dark brooding oppressive for me it was like um the tone of it was just the diametric opposite of chiasmos mm. um yeah and I, I, for I the did same enjoy it though.
3: No, I feel like it's intriguing for the same for similar reasons. It, yeah,
0: I f- I found it super interesting, but this isn't going to be something I'm like dying to get back no. to. It felt <laughs> like with Sam's all the right. chanting <laughs> and the kind of repetitive nature of it, it felt almost cultish. And I just, I don't know. I think it's it set. Yeah, it set it set it stall out really early with um, lunacy. And I just the big problem for me with this album is it didn't reach that high again mm. Lunacy was for me the best thing on the track uh, the album why can't
1: you say album probably? I
3: don't know We we'll both said
1: the track that. I'm just being a dick now yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow Nick <it> confused me <laughs> um,
0: um, is that you but songs? yeah I just yeah. don't think it yeah I just don't think it gets back to that and mm. if if all of it was as good as Lunacy then I would be rating it as high as Kiasmos
1: I think okay. So for me, yeah, I mean, I admire my respect respects for Ones, actually, as a band. I don't know why Nick was so adamant that I wouldn't like this, because <clears> we, we did um, go and see them together, and we've also seen the previous album. Him, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think Mike was right in his write-up when he said that if you have the patience, they, they do reward you with some exquisite moments, but I think the important word, there is patience. You really do need a lot of it. For me, it's very rare that I can sit and listen to a two-hour album, and I think this needs to be, you know, digested in that way um, I also think that To Be Kind the album we did as a classic on a podcast a long time ago it is a better album, that was also this decade I think it took less work and it gave more reward all of that said, I think the things that make swans difficult for me at times, their aggression, their slow builds their repetition, are what makes them so good at what they do and why people like them so much so if this music is your kind of thing I think swans are unmatched in that respect but it's just not entirely my kind of thing but I certainly didn't dislike it Okay, wow I'm surprised. So, oh well, no, we've got Father John Misty on me. Anyone uh, kicking on yeah. Father John? Um,
2: I, I've had so many people tell me that I should listen to Father John mm. Misty and I just haven't, for whatever reason. Not out of, like, spite or anything. But, <laughs> I just, have never, ever got around to it. So this is the first album I've actually listened mm. to. And I I, I enjoyed it. I, the, I can see why people were suggesting it to me. That kind of, like, country-ish, mm. like, folk, kind of meets electronic sounds um those moments are kind of the best for me on it but i think i kind of need a bit more context of him as an artist to kind of get into the album and i found Mm. amongst this list it kind of got a bit lost Mm. in some of the other albums that had uh that were just a bit more interesting off the get-go um or did that this kind of thing a bit better than this album did um but I I did enjoy it. I wouldn't say it was like out and out my favorite thing, but mm. also it's on the bottom half of my list definitely. Okay. Matt did Matt speak?
0: Yeah, I I uh, agree. It's I've tried to listen to him a bunch. I'm I just he's never connected with me. It's a bit too Swift. hammy. Yeah. a Bit too over the top. Like he's funny, and the like the fact that he put like a laugh track in one of his oh, songs so to kind of. I think that's Look how
1: funny I am, smart. I'm even
2: laughing at myself. I think he's meant to be sarcastic. Very, I
0: think so too. It's a parody. Self-deprecating. I think, that's, on, I think it's very clever, Sorry, yeah. but like, it just, it all just didn't connect. It just, sometimes it just felt a bit too much, like the songs themselves felt too much like I was listening to, like, not good Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: good Elton John. That, that's brilliant.
0: It's, I just, yeah, it's just style that I just struggle with. I'm not I, a I good Elton just get John. i not
1: good Elton John. I mean, that is a bigger insult yeah. than anything I said about this. I think Elton John is not good Elton John. Yet. Yeah, I mean, Elton John is terrible. So if this is not a good Elton John... <laughs> <laughs> Elton John is
3: not terrible. He's got some... He's got some... He's got a... he good song. Okay, let's just... Let's not get into this conversation. <laughs> this is so relevant right now. Come on, focus people. Nick, Robert, John Misty? Yeah, I found it to be uh, like the other one that I put up before, um, Pure Comedy, to be really witty, really clever, self deprecating at times, which Fran uh, won't see. (laughs) The guy Uh, loves himself so much. But um, to me, the only thing I hold it back is that I do prefer the other album quite a bit because of Mm -hmm. the political sort of connotations that it runs through it, which this is much more a sort of personal narrative. and I, you know, I think the the notion of it being quite a small scale album is uh, is quite sweet, uh, but it doesn't really oh, give as much doesn't give quite as much uh, back to me as a, as the politically motivated pure comedy does. Um, and yeah, I think that's okay. But and I personally just put on record that I think saying Honey Bear, I will put in that title Honey in in the title word mm-hmm. Honey Bear, and in the opening track is. Um, very uh, vulnerable and open, and, and kind of a, a bold thing to do. Ugh. And uh, it's gross. just because <laughs> Fran is a, is gross. a miserable git, yeah, it doesn't gross. mean other people can't refer to each other affectionately. <laughs> it's just <laughs> gross, man
1: Anyway, that's I that. not that she ever gets named in this album, she just gets called Honey Bear. I mean, how more
3: white males. Privilege? Can you get than this album? Really? He has a name for her, which is an affectionate name. But it's, it's not an insult. It's just yeah. Anyway, okay. let's move on. Honey bear actually,
0: your pet name, Fran.
3: Yeah, that's always kind that's of close. He's annoyed that somebody stole it. Yeah.
1: Let's <laughs> move on. Anyway, we only we got three most of the albums There's only yeah, two, yeah, albums we two, two left. Us, yeah, which yeah. is Snowman's laminate pet animal, and PJ Harvey's Let England Shake. So let's go with Snowman Yeah. Yeah. All right, host. I'm allowed to have an opinion. Sam, start us up for Snowman.
2: Uh, this was one of the uh, biggest surprises for me. I think I, okay. I really, really enjoyed this album. Um, I think it stands out because it's probably the most straightforward mm. on the whole list, and it's just a straightforward pop album. That I that was the vibe I got, and it was quite nice to just have like just songs with with hooks and choruses and. It's it's weird to say that it's really nice to have something that's a lot more straightforward yeah. than these really interesting albums, which is why it kind of sits in the middle of the list for me. Yeah. But at the same time, it, I, really, I really enjoyed it. I didn't. I think uh, "Let Me In" was probably my highlight. I really like how uh, his like vocals. He goes like up an octave on the chorus mm-hmm. and kind of like, um, yeah. I I I really enjoyed it.
3: Um, Great. All right. Who wants to go next? We're not allowed to go. We just You're have going to, to wait for you, allow you to tell. Uh I'll go. Speak, uh, please. in that case. Speak, um speak. this is one of the only bands on the list that, oh, one Or one of two or three that I didn't know at all. Mm. <clears throat> and uh in general, uh, there are bits I enjoyed, but it was very, very shiny. It was very clean. Yeah, we have uh, had Nick's mention of the word shiny for the episode. There yeah, one every episode. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It was, was, yeah, that's fine. I think uh, I'm happy going. to go with that. So yeah, it was very shiny, and that was um, a little bit difficult. It was a bit, a bit, a bit Vampire Weekend for me, uh, which is not a band I like, so I, I had a tough time with it, uh, to be honest. I think some of the songs like Penny, and the hill were a bit much in terms of uh, that sweetness, that sort of slightly, yeah, that that bit overly overly sugary for me. Yeah. So yeah, cool. wasn't really a big fan, honestly. But there were there were bits I like, bits were okay, but cool. wouldn't put it at the top of my list. Matt,
0: uh, I I really like this. It it was really interesting. I I think again, I agree with Sam. It was really nice like nice to have a a very clean indie pop record in the middle. Um, it felt like a palate cleanser. But I think it had the potential to be a much more interesting album. I think the musicality of it is super interesting. The way it is very indie pop, but it has a lot more layered on it than I would say uh, kind of a lot of other mm. indie pop stuff has. Um, but because of the genre of it is, that it felt almost generic. And that did take away from me really, really getting... Like, wanting to listen to the album like over and over again it made it less interesting Mm -hmm. um, because of that because there is so much of this style of music like i could write a list (laughs) 20 30 long of bands it sounded like
2: yeah
1: so
0: that it it just wasn't as special
1: that's quite interesting to me because one of my points i've put is i can't I find them pretty unique and I can't really think of many bands to compare them to. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, no generally um, I'll send you the list, I mean, Like maybe it's just not a type of music I listen to a lot, but um I can't think yeah. of any bands that I would immediately compare them to. Name me a couple it seems you've got this theory list. <laughs> Grizzly bear? Grizzly bear. Ah, I mean yeah. Grizzly I Bear. That. Uh, I can see it. I love Grizzly Bear. I didn't really Yeah, I can see it a little bit, I suppose. No.
0: Just soaring indie pop music. Yeah, yeah I can see strings. that. Strings. Interesting. I mean
1: for me, I was yeah. kinda of drawn into this album pretty quickly and at the start it was probably one of my favourite new discoveries I really like the song mm. Danger in the Snow and Let Me In um, but a lot of the stuff that I didn't already know on this album such as Augustine's and Beyonce really grew on me as time went on but this one un-grew on me if anything <laughs> like yeah. it fell off me does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I still think it's a good album but for me it suffered slightly because it was on such a strong Playlist. Um, yeah. I think okay. if there's been another week where we'd had a relatively weak playlist, I might have got a lot more out of this. But it, it didn't, it didn't do a lot for me. That's fair to say. For a caveat
3: for all these, really. I mean, this, this yeah. is such a no. strong list. Yeah, there, the yeah. ones that it's come Very the hard platform, play, to you know, competing with stuff that's great, yeah. great stuff. Is that everyone on Stonewall? Yes. So let England shake PJ Harvey. I think we know someone who's a bit of a PJ Harvey fan in this room. So maybe we'll start. Yeah, it's been uh, kind of incredible that we've not spoken to about PJ Harvey until the very end. Um, This was another one of my possible albums of the decade. Uh, I think with the Kate Tempest, with the Kendrick that I picked, and then with Nick Cave's Skeleton Tree. Um, I don't really know where to begin, really. I haven't got long, (laughs) So I'll just say that I think it's an absolutely stunning, coherent, beautifully crafted, thoughtful, mature piece of work from somebody who has already got, for me, the last two decades album of the decades of Mm -hmm. both... PJ Harvey so it's, it was it would, that was one thing I just sort of felt like wow can I really do three decades in a row of PJ Harvey here <laughs> um, and I would say In the Dark Places is very likely my song of the decade from a lyrical standpoint awesome. melodically and I'll just for the technical side the kick drum sound in that song Ooh, is kick um, drum. it's just magical the kick drum sound is incredible, magical kick drum uh, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Good name. You should rename your band, Magical kick Drum. That's good. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, there's there's so much to say, but I'll, I'll stop there and just say uh, I don't think it's been oversight that's not been mentioned because I think it's just not been maybe it wasn't anybody's actually number one but it, it was yes, not any discovery to anyone I imagined it wasn't a new discovery it it and certainly thankfully was not anybody's least interested or mm. most underwhelming yeah. so yeah that's me I will jump in just because I like Annoying Nick a little bit
1: um, when I first saw the playlist I expected PJ Harvey would definitely end up in my top five but I think up against a lot of the other things here I'm not sure it stands up that well as an album I think there's some really, yeah, not really great coherent, is it, I think there's some really really, really great songs song. And In The Dark Places might be my favourite thing by it, And then the Glo- This Glorious Land, Let England Shake and England are all very good songs. But I also think there's quite a lot of forgettable stuff on there too. Um, every other song other than them four is a little bit forgettable. Um, I think the last four songs on the album just do absolutely nothing for me. Um, so the album just kind of peters out completely. So yeah, that's me on Let England Shake, I'm afraid. Yeah. It's five I a might week. bring it down even more. Yeah, Go I for just, it. I just
2: really couldn't get into this. I've, I've tried listening to PJ Hardy. Nick's gonna cry more. <laughs> Mainly because Nick <laughs> told me to, and I feel obliged to at least
3: appease him a bit. Uh, appease me, um, guys.
2: <laughs> I just. My main thing is I just don't really like her voice,
3: and I know you're gonna. Wow, I mean that's that is a thing that would be an impediment you couldn't get past. <laughs> and I, I same just, as I would say yeah. with yeah. for example, mm. it's just the voice is just irritating. I
2: found it impossible to get into the album lyrically, and kind of I like, get how relevant it is, and kind of uh, when it was released, it was like 2011 or something, yeah. was not it? Yeah. So, it's quite a way back now, um, and how relevant it was then, and how relevant some of those lyrics feel now, mm. is quite scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's great. I just couldn't. There was just so much holding me back, and I, I actually agree that I think quite a lot of it was quite forgettable for me. Right. I don't think I could sing you a song single. I think the
3: word I go with is nuanced, album. but you know you can just say forgetful if you want. We understand what that word means, and that's yeah. fine. In this, in
2: this list, it's like there's so many albums to yeah. deal with. It's like every time I would sit down and listen to it, I would, it would be I'd go oh well, okay that that's that's happened again. <laughs> 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 and that's the thing I just I just couldn't I couldn't get into it really, yeah. and I, I've tried with a couple of her other albums as well, and I just don't think she's for me.
1: Fair play, right? Fair play. Matt, go on. Uh, the worst I, album you've ever heard. Let's just have that. <laughs> that'd
0: be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be lying. That would be no, lying. lying for this, I love this album. Yeah. It's a great Thank album. You. I've listened to this a lot before this playlist, um, and I think for me this was one of the hardest to place whether I would put it in the top five or not. Okay. Um, which I won't say whether I did. Yeah. No, don't. But. I, yeah, I think like what Sam said is really really interesting to read because I listened to it a lot when it came out and I haven't listened to it much since uh, really interesting to re-listen to it in the context of what's going on now um, and seeing how yeah how it's still relevant and, and just yeah it's kind of getting this re-examination of what it's like to be British um, and just the music musically I really just like the sound of this it feels like kind of dusty and echoey in uh, a really like I really like the way that gives this kind of atmosphere to the album uh, yeah
1: okay isn't two, 2-4-2 two against I mean I'm not against this album I just want to put that yeah, out like, my uh, just yeah. for me yeah, you PJ go go I love and this album has some massive highlights but I just think when I was comparing it to the other albums I don't think as an album I don't find it that that interesting <laughs> as an album I, find, I think it's got some amazing songs and I really love her not but a... it's maybe my not you know, I love a lot of her albums, but it's not even, it's not in my top four or five P.J. Albums Not so. matter. All right. Okay. Let's some stuff. Right. We are now going to find out what the top five Picky Bastards albums of the decade are. Okay. I'll just tell you a bit about, I'm not going to tell you who, but at the minute we have a really interesting situation with one album being two points ahead at the top. Oh. And then three <laughs> albums in second, third, and fourth have all currently got the same amount of points. Wow. And there's only, yeah. So there's only two points in the top four, <laughs> and then two albums are four points below that in joint fifth at the minute. Every single album has made it to somewhat, We've had seven top five so far, including mine, right. which I'll tell you for mine first. Actually, seems mine's already. You're saying everything yeah. got, got points? Everything so far has got some points. It's got at least some two points. points. Every right? single okay. album, which I found yeah. really interesting. So for that's me, I went with Fiona Regan's The Bunkhouse so in number five. Right. Bon Iver's 22 a million in number four. Beyonce's Lemonade in number three. Oh, the top three. Yeah. And it nearly, nearly beat Laura Marling's Once I Was an Eagle into number two, but it didn't because it's Laura Marling and all of it. And obviously number one, yeah. Kate Tempest. So that's my top five. Right. now nice. you guys might have to go a little bit slower so I can write down Do some calculations, the yeah. You Sam want to
2: go next? Sam, we'll go Do you want me to go? I will go. Okay, so my number five is Beck, Morning Face. Okay. That was a, I debated over that, number five. My top four was pretty much set since... Since day one. <laughs> since day one. <laughs> it's not changed. Uh, number four is Kendrick Lamar. Okay. It's Pimple Butterfly. Number three is Lemonade, Beyoncé. Okay. Okay. Number two is bon Iver, 22 a 22 million. Okay. And yes. number one, Laura Marley.
1: Okay right okay, okay. Um, who wants
0: to go next Matt Matt no okay okay number five uh, Beyonce okay number four Chiasmos
3: fourth best album in a decade Chiasmos that's great yeah I loved
0: it that's great number three Kendrick number three Kendrick number two Kate Tempest and two Kate Tempest and number one Bon Iver are
1: you telling me Laura Marlin didn't make your top five
0: yeah.
3: What? Okay. Genuine shocker. She was six. Okay. Okay.
0: It was her and PJ Harvey on the edge.
3: So, as we're in my house, I assume I get double points. Is that <laughs> fair to say? No, we definitely don't. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you ready? I am. My number five is Laura Marling. Okay. With for two points. My number four is Fionn Reagan. Wow. 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 Cool. My number three. Is Kate Tempest okay for six? Okay, my number two is PJ Harvey okay, and my number one is a Butterfly
1: okay, right? So I need you three to talk about what you thought of the dun, dun, as a dun, whole dun,
3: while dun. I do some maths. Yes, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, to me, this was uh, maybe not surprisingly one of the most strongest ones we've had. Obviously, it's a massive list, that's the only thing, but it was one of the strongest ones we've had. Um, and I, overall, there was nothing that I hated on it. In fact, the thing I said I was most annoyed about the back. I absolutely loved it. It's just that it was already been produced ten years before. It wasn't. It was a bad album, you know. So it's totally stunning. Yeah. So what do you both reckon? I
2: think I think it's really interesting that um, we've got a bunch of people who all seem to pick very very different albums, and yet there's a lot of similarities between a lot of them. I felt like uh, we kind of just like folksy people who kind of push their sound a bit more. Yeah, where was the black metal? Um so and then Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of the vibe I got <laughs> from the whole list. It was like like Bonnie Burr and the Beck Album yeah. and the Laura Molland. It's
3: all kind of but that's good. You're saying we're dolls, are we but saying? they're
2: all very in in terms of the 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 thing that interested me the most was the stuff that I'd either never heard before or that I wouldn't have expected someone would think of it as their Album of the decade because it is such a personal thing of like whatever you've spent your time with and yep. dedicated mm. your time to. Um, so that's why, like, the Fion Reagan album on there, that's really interesting to me because I've never even heard of them. Yeah. Don't know anyone who's ever mentioned that name. Yeah. And yet now it's like, no, this is what my decade
3: was. And that's, that's why it's interesting to me. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. you got any
0: comments about the list yeah yeah it's obviously really really good list uh (laughs) it's interesting (laughs) to hear what you (laughs) think what you're saying because yeah there's like i said there's a lot of like personal albums but some of these albums are very universal at the same time yeah like we've all come out praising beyonce for example and like everyone everyone in the world it seems loves this album and relates to it um which is pretty amazing considering it's also so personal. Um, and so I, yeah, I didn't do it. There was only one low light in the whole list for me and that was Beck, but that's just okay. cause I got angry at it.
3: Yeah, I found it um, annoying as well for that same reason you did, I think, or similar reason to what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but
0: like, uh, it was, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good six weeks listening to yeah, this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll just say that the list for me, it, it was great to have so many albums that I already loved. Um, on there there's a few that I'm already a big fan of but also yeah I've made some great discoveries seeing something like Beyonce just come in and, and finish in my top three in that way was, was massive for me because that's a, I think it shows something about how my, my personal taste has changed over the decade as well and I think doing this podcast has got a big part to play in that I think I never would listen to a pop or R&B album prior to doing this and now Solange and Beyonce would probably both find themselves in my top 20 albums of the decade which is a bit ridiculous really
3: um, You've Got some black metal in the mix as
1: well, isn't yeah, it? black well. metal will never make <laughs> <a> it. <fire laughs> but yeah, so we have some fascinating results, people. Okay, let's hear it. So we have this, is, this is the
3: definitive list. There's all these other lists flying around, <laughs> and whatever, Rolling Stone? Who gives yeah. a shit about that? We this have, is the list. This is the most important it's list on of the map. and we have three
1: albums tied in
3: third, or
1: third, fourth, and fifth, which is are you going to go, are are gonna gonna go reverse, away from the bar? Yeah, reverse, reverse order. order. So reverse order. But even though they're all on the same point, so I can't yeah, really do that. I mean, of the three, and then... But b- I'll do it in order of my favourite of those three, then. So in fifth place in our <laughs> of the decade is PJ Harvey's Letting England Shake." Okay. In fourth place cool. is Beyoncé's Lemonade. Okay. And in third cool. place is Let Them Eat Chaos. Third place is Let Them Eat Chaos by Kate Tempest. Okay, then we've got a two-way tie nice. for first. We've got a two-way tie for first. Oh, first. One, is a one album really clawed its way back. One album wow. has been in the lead all the way through doing this. Okay. The album that clawed its way back to a joint win is Kendrick Lamar's a Butterfly." Okay. The album that was first all the way through and was a big surprise to me and is still joint first is Laura Marling's "Once I Was an Eagle." Wow. Okay. Cool. So yeah, there you go for me. Reveal. Album of the decade. I feel so
2: big. Yeah. It's well, been so well. Bonavere <laughs> <through.
1: Bonnet laughs> mate. I'm baffled. Bonavere finished one outside the top five. <laughs> yeah, and then we had Fiona Reagan and Casmos just outside there. The big shock okay. was how many people have been into Chiasmos, he's been in a lot of top fives That was, was, was my number six. Me. That would have made that. Right, was, right, right. I was debating what. A lot of people time. had it fifth, one person had it second. It's it's done really well. But yeah, Laura Marlin has just smashed it. I mean a lot of second places for Laura Marlin. me Kirsten and James all put Laura Mann in second Kendrick right. was just not appearing on any list until you three just put him up at the end ah, right, okay. so without those points he just oh, wasn't I should have
2: put him lower so my,
1: my pick would yeah, be like, yeah. <laughs> I mean you should have put him lower because it's a, it's a much worse album than a lot of the album that finished above <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Laura Monning and Kendrick right. I mean you couldn't get more
3: different To each other, really? Could you? Which is quite That's good. That's good. That shows our extremely, extremely good taste. We obviously, obviously, the the fourteen of us have or fifteen of us have. Yeah. And
1: yeah, tied bottom was Beck, Father John Misty, and Augustine. who all got eight points. Okay. Interesting, oh.
3: yeah, 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 okay. uh, brilliant. Well, I, I just wanted to make sure we said thank you to all the writers who've yeah, done absolutely. so much work on to put this this yeah. together basically and done, agonized yeah. over it. I know there's a lot of people sort of saying, I don't know what to do, what should I go with, you know? So, and they wrote up their pieces for it, and yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, they've all managed to score stuff, so they've had a role in this this conversation as well today, which is great. Yeah, and if you want to um, check out that
1: original article, just go to pickabees.com and search out in the decade. I think it's um, there's some really interesting, po- and I, I love the fact that. It was a mix of people choosing albums because of the importance of the album and people choosing it because of how much it meant to them. Yes. I think that was really interesting, so, yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Albums of the Decade.
3: Join Laura Marlin and Kendrick Lamar. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'll so like an explosion sound. Nice. Now. Yeah. Can you put an explosion in there? Yeah. <laughs> that was it there. I'm not going to actually oh, okay. put an edit right. Brilliant. Well, next episode. <laughs> that was great. Thanks, <laughs> Sam, as well. Thank you for being here. No, thank you. Thank yeah. you for been... putting yeah, involved Sam. in all this as well with the blog. It's great. Yeah. Amazing. Um, uh, so we've just got next episode to talk about.
1: Yes, which will be, for the first time in a while, a normal episode with me, Matt, and Ooh. Nick. So sorry, guys. We'll just put it with the three of us next time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll do one episode. Uh, I am going to pick, as my two new recent releases, The Return by Semper the Great and When I Say to You Black Lightning by Common Holly. And I have
3: picked uh, Liturgy with H-A-Q-Q and Chelsea Wolfe with Birth of Violence. And Matt will be uh, in charge. And then,
0: yeah, I'm going to be hosting and I've picked for the classic album, Um Chance the rapper's acid rap, and, and then I'm going to be introducing you to a band I love, which is Metronomy.
1: Okay, yeah. never yeah. Ever
3: heard a song by them, sir. So. Me neither. It's going to be good. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again, Sam From Writers. Thanks very much. We will also. talk Cheers. to you next time. Bye. 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 Shall we see if we recorded that? then Yes. We <laughs> have. <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna Hi.